Welcome one and all to episode 118 of the Doss and D Show and today we're not only joined by one of the all-time greatest freestyle motocross riders, but we're joined by two of them. The great Cam Sinclair rejoins the show alongside best mate and legend himself, Blake Bilko-Williams. What a treat it was to record this podcast at Bilko's Australian home and sit amongst two of the absolute legends of the sport. The boys shared with us how they became friends, how it all started and the journey they've been along together, as well as Cam's life-threatening crash and how it affected the pair. But it was the stories that can only be told by best mates that made this podcast such an absolute joy to be a part of. We got to hear the craziest stories from on the road, in the backyard, at parties and even airports while of course throwing each other under the bus. Amongst all the unbelievable stories on this podcast, you'll hear about the time Cam got himself fired for a prank gone wrong trying to get Bilko back, Bilko accidentally smashing a hotel painting and hiding the evidence and many other stories that you just won't believe. Now guys, if you're a motorsports fan, after this episode finishes, we recommend scrolling back to episode 99 to hear Cam's full story, episode 72 with motocross athlete Jack Simpson, and episode 82 with race car driver Dylan O'Keefe. You'll love them too, trust me. Finally, hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review, and enjoy two of the absolute goats of the sport, Cam Sinclair and Blake Bilko-Williams. Well, Doss, we're in shambles as for normal, and finally we've got the new equipment, but it served us wrong today. Do you want to quickly bring everybody up to date with what's just happened? Well, firstly, I just want to say uh, this is going down lovely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cheers to it's that. It's very nice. Cheers. But uh, we've been setting up for probably a good 45 minutes yep. in front of two guys who we're trying to impress, mm. uh, and unfortunately we probably look like dickheads, but mm-hmm. we've got the wonderful Cam Sinclair and the amazing Blake Bilko Williams in the house. Oh, we're in your house, Bilko, actually, so... Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no worries. Good to be here. And uh, you're doing better than most media people. And uh, obviously parents with uh, iPhones these days, when they go to take a photo in an autograph line, they take a lot longer than 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, can well that, that's can good news. not figure out the iPhone just to take a photo. Well, this man's been on before. Yeah, well, we've got to welcome Cam back. It was only a few weeks ago, Cam. I'm so a pro. I feel good. I'm ready to go. Comfortable. <laughs> know what's happening. Do you like the new equipment? It's, it's really good. It's great. Very nice. Lights and cameras and... Yeah, Action. Best mate, Bill, go here. Yeah, yeah back very in the nice. country. Got the spotlight back on you. Yeah. I was just thinking, maybe those pack of CCs, maybe you should move them. They're sort of like... Oh, the, the twisties. The twisties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> CCs, twisties. I'm more of a chicken chicken man. <laughs> yeah, I've got chicken twisties Do in you? the cupboard. Yeah. Right, they're they're right. out of the way. <laughs> well, we're lucky to have Bilko because you're in the country just for a short period of time. So tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing in Australia. Uh, well, I came home for the World Supercross in Melbourne. Yep. So two weeks before, I went to Cardiff in the UK. It's actually Wales, which I didn't know. I thought I was going to England. But yeah. <laughs> either way, just get on another plane. So it's kind of like just a never-ending whirlwind of flights. So since April, I've had three weekends at home. And every weekend, just go to the airport, fly somewhere, do some shows, come home. And now I'm back in Oz for six weeks. So it's a good opportunity to catch up with family and friends. And yeah, did the World Supercross in Melbourne, then went to Adelaide. And yeah, now I've got a couple of weeks off. Good yeah, it's good. It's good just to kick back and enjoy and have nothing nothing to do. It'd be nice if the weather was better. I, I didn't realise uh, Bliss and Esso wrote a song about you or dedicated the song to you that yeah. night. That was amazing. So yeah, you were all like, on stage with them and tell us about they, that. They just, yeah, when they brought the new album out, this song obviously suited my story. I had that yeah. my, twice my movie came out and had a good little storyline that suited their lyrics. To, I guess the it was a really good story. He nearly died, and yeah. he came back and he <laughs> oh. won X Games gold. Yeah. I'm pumping your tires up Thanks, here, mate. buddy. Thank you. So yeah, it, it was, was actually, it was actually pretty cool. It was awesome to be able to like. Yeah, I've done it once before. Oh, the old 21st century. It's P Live in Frankston. They had a concert there, and they <laughs> they crowds everything from the back of the stage to the front. And that was pretty cool. You know, it was like a little small atmosphere. But then yeah. to be able to do it at Marvel in front of all my family and friends and like pretty sick. 
35,000 people is pretty sick. Yeah. It's very cool. And dirt bike related at all. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, awesome. put, what, all, all you got to do is realise the footage of him when his head smashes into the ground. Sorry to bring it up. but <laughs> And watch his neck fall backwards and then being lifeless in a coma for seven days and then coming back from that. So when you put all that in your spectacle, it's like, yep, that shit was real. Mm. Well, we're going to dive into a couple of things. We actually did some work with Cam a couple of weeks ago and he actually told us about where he used to go out in Melbourne back in the day. So we'll <laughs> come back to that. But... Cam told us all about the crash when he was on the pod last time and that impacted a lot of people. But we were actually really interested to ask you, Bilko, where were you when that happened and how did that actually impact you? Well, I was in Mexico at the time of all places and um, I spoke to Brooke. First, I spoke to Mark and he just couldn't tell me anything. And then I spoke to Brooke and I was going to fly straight there and they said, don't bother because we only get to see him for an hour a day, you know, like 23 hours a day. You know, his family had flown over there, his brother, his mom, his dad. And they were just sitting in the waiting room for 23 hours a day. And I was in Mexico at the time. And I was kind of naive to the fact of how bad he was. And I just thought, he's my best mate. He's not going anywhere. So I just kept it kind of chill. But in reality, it was, it's kind of all of a blur now. But I just kind of blocked it out at the time. But I wasn't going to go see him because there was no point flying all the way to Spain, you know, with X Games coming up, which Cam was meant to compete about. And they were telling me that... Even when he'd woken up, they hadn't told him about X Games because he thought he was still going. And, um, yeah, it was it was a kind of a whirlwind. But, as I said, I was really naive to the fact of how serious it was and his situation. So I kind of just brushed it off like, oh, my best mate's just, you know, bruised his elbow and he's going to be fine. Yeah. So you boys, well, how old were you when you first met or, you know, became mates? Like 14, 15? Mm. Hallam Club days, motocross. Yeah, still in juniors, yep. I, I raced BMX growing up and then when I came to motocross and I could jump a few more stuff than the kids in my class and then, they, you know, started hanging out with Cam and that and became friends through that and then just never stopped riding together. That's unreal. Do you remember any first impressions? Cam, can you remember <laughs> what you thought of Bilko when you first met him? Yeah, I remember well, to try and impress him. He, he got <laughs> he's still talking over the top. He, he got a flat tyre on his bike and to impress him, I rode his bike all the way back to the train station with a flat tyre so he didn't have to. Oh. Gee, it's a real good love story. We yeah, got this feeling at the moment. It sounds like a bit of a rom-com we're about to go into. What about what about your first impression of? Sort of a big group of us. as myself, Chase, Bokka, a bunch of other guys who we raced, grew up racing with and Bill Coe's just like the young, the, the young kid, the little kid, you know? We all had, we, we all went for puberty and had balls of job beat Bill Coe's like, Yep, he's not wrong. He was like yeah. a couple of years late, but now he was just a little, little pain in the ass, really, and still is. <laughs> <laughs> haven't changed, haven't grown up. So where did it all basically start for you? So once you guys became friends, then how quickly did it come from, you know, just meeting each other and riding a little bit together to actually becoming best mates? And on the same kind of journey. I think we became like best mates and on the same journey pretty much from the from the get go because yeah. we all we'd love to ride our dirt bike and we go away each weekend and then we started doing the the freestyle shows at the Supercross and then the Monster Truck shows the next day and you know John O'Porter, respect to him, he he was the one that that led us in that path. Once we started doing that, it was just nonstop and then the day we did our first flips back in two thousand and four, it changed everything and then from there on it was just full-blown madness freestyle 100% from that moment on we both, we both just had the same yeah. um same i guess goal and we just enjoyed doing the same thing you know we had big, big ride bmx we used to go down jumping we used to go mini bike riding so whatever i loved he loved whatever he loved i loved so our past sort of just led together and we just sort of went our own way with that you know it was me and him still by side by side we got the same sponsors sponsors backed us and we created a team 
to, mm. to travel around Australia and start done the same with freestyle, joint cross tour together. That was 2002, 2003, yeah, 2004. So it was just we were at the same event every time and we were both together. So and we lived so close to each other. Sort of, so it just sort of made it easier to do it. Yeah. Every weekend was a road trip to either Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane or whatever, just in yeah. the back of a high ace van with our mechanic and just, yeah, we were just on the road nonstop and we were both chasing the same dream. Yeah. So I, I don't mean to keep going back to that crash, but that makes it even more so a bit of a gratitude moment for you, like, and yourself for being alive, but you've known each other for that long. You're not kind of just mates. You're, yeah. You're more than mates. No, so for are. like a moment like that, yep. it's, I guess, a bit of a... A reminder, like fuck, like. Well, that's why I said I I took it. I was so naive in the fact when it happened. I'm like, oh, he's camp. He's not going anywhere. You know, yeah. I've known him for years. He's always there when I call. So you know, it's not going to be an issue. He's not. He's not dead. He's not going to die. But mm. now I look back at it, it's like, uh, yeah, we nearly lost you. Yeah, and and plus at that time too, there was a lot of accidents. It's, the sport was crazy. You know, mm. the sport was like progressing so much there's so many accidents like we lost a couple of people that, that year you know? yeah there's been plenty of uh freestyle motocross incidents that have ended pretty pretty bad so um yeah it was just it as i said it's a whirlwind now when i look back and think it i take it a lot more serious now mm. than i did back then as you grow up too it must impact you even further like now just reflecting we've all kind of had a bit of a laugh but at the same time you go fuck like it's such a big deal but i'm interested too especially when you two are sort of growing up and you're getting on the scene together did you have the mentality that if one of us goes, we both go or because it's such like an individual sport. So how did you kind of, I guess, tailor everything to be a team rather than individuals to make sure you both went along the same linear path? I think we had our own inner competition between ourselves, yeah. but at the same time, our goals were both the same and our goals were both to go to America and, and compete in freestyle. And that's where we ended up. And there was, you know, there was times where we wouldn't share stuff or we wouldn't do this or that. But at the end of the day, the game plan was still the same. And yeah, we pretty much took it to the next level as far as X Games competition and Australians being over there. So... Mission accomplished, I'd say. <laughs> so it did help out, like we like said, we're racing and we needed, you know, I didn't really have my parents' support, so we created a team, Powerhouse Kawasaki racing team, and with um, with myself, Bill Co, we had Anthony, our mechanic, and a lot of sponsors helped us. So we sort of started off as, as a team from the start, and that sort of led into touring with the Krusty Demons, then touring with Nitro. So we sort of had been a team for a long time, you know, but... When it comes to competing, you, you, is it more individually? So we sort of compete against each other in a way, but we always still came back together. That's awesome. Well, how important is that healthy competition? I mean, like, because do you think you would be where you are if you didn't have him and vice versa? Do you reckon you would be where you are without Bilko? Not oh, at all, because not. we pushed each other to the brink. Like every time we go practice, it's like, hey, you should try this or you should try that or you shouldn't try this, you should try that or you won't do it. And it was just, we were there to better each other. That's That's the whole thing. Like the whole time it was just constantly pushing each other. And not really comparing ourselves to where the rest of the sport was. We were just pushing each other at the time and seeing how far we could take it. And where we took it was to the top. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not you, bad, boys. Did you ever have any falling outs or, or fights or, or periods of time? Well, where we're like, honestly, we're like brothers. Like yeah. We, we, yeah. So yeah. We, we fight just as much as we... Yes, yeah. there's definitely been the old text exchange and the old this and that and <laughs> social media comments that are below, below the belt, but yeah. that's what that's that's a healthy relationship with yeah. brothers, right? <laughs> no fights over women back in the day or anything like that. Oh uh, well, he always got the women until he went. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what do we fight? 
No, no I don't think we, no. we don't. We're no. brothers, live yeah. together, but yeah. we do, you know, disagree. I was jealous of Cam, as you said. Disagree. Grow, yeah. Growing up, I think I was like 25 and I still had a premature voice. And <laughs> yeah. all, all the chicks wanted to talk to Cam yeah. when he still had hair. Well, well, on the way here, we were just talking on the phone and <laughs> we must have looked at some photos and Dee goes, geez, Cam was a very good looking bloke back in the day. Thank you. He was. He was very charming too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I could see that too. Yeah. We well, still charms yeah, everybody you just saw that the other day just yeah. had everybody at the palm of his hand <laughs> yeah it did definitely so i guess you finally get to the pinnacle let's go back a little bit so when you are on the verge like there's almost like whispers of there's something happening or there's a deal happening or what what are you two saying to each other are you texting each other on the phone going fuck mate this is this is real this is happening do you remember that kind of stage like everything's so surreal because everything was the opposite for us in 2009 when i won cam was in hospital in a coma and then mm. 2010 when he won i was injured a week before x games so it was like complete opposites. Like he was on his triumph and I was yeah. on my deathbed. And then reverse a year, it's the exact opposite. So we went for like 10 years of us competing. We never got to compete against each other. Like really? I, wow. I was healthy because uh, every, every year. It's every, probably every for a reason. Concert. Yeah, it's probably for a reason. So we've yeah. never been toe to toe, but I reckon I got him covered. Now you do for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I always have. You always have. So what happens then if one of you really does succeed and the other one doesn't or who was the first person to succeed in a major way and how did the other person feel do you feel actually like this bit of jealousy or you obviously want to be happy for each no, other no, like phil guy's always that step ahead of me you know he was always like, I, guess I, look, start, I started quicker and got him into it i guess in a way he helped he he yeah. dragged me along he gave me the confidence to keep pushing the sport even though i didn't really have that many tricks but then when he got hurt uh 09 x games when i won you can see the jersey up there in the wall it's got his uh Name and handlebars in the back of it. You can't quite see. You've got to turn a little oh, bit to the left. Gotcha. Yeah, it had the sinks, sinks logo on the back because I knew he was with me the whole time. And I think he was still in Spain at the time. I don't know if he'd gone home yet. No, I was there, you, for, you like were there for a month. Yeah, yeah three weeks. But yeah, I mean, he was on my mind the whole time because I wouldn't have been there without him. And I guess I took that leap first, but then 12 months later, it was roles reversed. Yeah. Know? I was on the sidelines and it was his moment to conquer. So, did you ever get emotional, Bilko, at all in those moments? Like we talked about, you know, you brush it off a little bit when Cam was hurt, but did you ever have a moment of going like of serious emotion where it might have outpoured? Uh, no. Like I said, I was too naive to the fact. Okay. Uh, you, you just, I know you just get that arrogance, like that everything's going to be okay. Yep. And it's kind of a thing that comes with freestyle motocross and riding dirt bikes because you are pushing the limits and you are flipping a motorcycle. And you are doing something that's dangerous. So every day you're convincing yourself that everything's going to be okay. Mm. So you, you just get that like fearlessness that nothing can go wrong. And so you don't accept the real reality and the consequences of what you're actually doing every single day and how dangerous it can be. What about the people around you? Because we asked Cam last time he was on the show about the people around him, like Brooke, for example, his yeah. parents. How, what about the people close to you, your family? Do they get near and go, well, look what's happening to him? And They definitely try and stress it through, <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of the day, you can only give someone advice and you can take it on board. So I try to keep them as least concerned yeah. as possible, and that's the way I look at it. I mean, it took me a long time to make smart decisions in the sport, that's for sure. Yeah. So most of my injuries are from doing stupid shit that I shouldn't have done. And after the time, after the buzzer, bonus jumps, ghost rides. So <laughs> yeah, the year I won X Games, I ghost rode my bike after my last run. Didn't know I won yet and I blew my ACL on my knee oh, and oh. had to have a full knee reconstruction. And just because I did a celebratory ghost ride. Oh, you're kidding Jeez. me. <laughs> so when you, when you look back at everything now together, and I know your careers are still going, 
and you just signed a brilliant new deal with Monster, which is, I don't know if you want to shout that out. But yep, thank you, Monster. <laughs> Keep me I don't know, Cam, Cam's looking good in the Fox over there. Yeah. He's looking very nice. That's it, mate. But do, do you ever get a chance? I know you live overseas now, but you probably don't often get a, enough of a chance to sit down together and have a beer and go, I'm proud of how far we've come together, Like, because it probably all has happened so fast. Yeah, it's definitely happened so fast. And as you said, I don't think we've really sat down over a chicken snee or a palmer <laughs> and, and yeah. said, look at what we've done back in the past. You know, it's yeah. always on display on the wall, as you can see here, and, mm. you know, trophies and medals and stuff. And I think we just, after so long, we just kind of walk and shrug past it. But now when you look back and think about it, it's pretty amazing. The time will come, though. Is we're still working. We're still riding. We're still... You know, competing, we're still doing yeah. what we have, so we haven't had that time to slow down and actually think about it. You know, reality like, hasn't struck in yet. Once no. Bilko hangs the boots up and I'm hanging the boots up, we'll, we'll probably go to the pub next time. And be like, yeah, fuck, we had a good, good life. You know, yeah, stoke we made it. Yeah. We're still walking and talking to talk about it. But that's just the thing with our sport. You know, it's like the rewards are so good, but when it's good, it's good. But when exactly. it's bad, it's it's not good. I don't, sorry, I didn't mean to put it out there like you boys were retiring. That's not what <laughs> yeah. I was saying. You know, <laughs> close, wouldn't I'm this close. be a live exclusive on Dos and uh, yeah. I'm not far away. Yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm just being recycled. Yeah. Well, we struggle with each other. We struggle with actually accomplish something. We mm. struggle to actually pat ourselves on the back and go, well done. Because we're always like, okay, how do we up it? What's next? Right. So do you guys struggle with that kind of thing as well? Are you always looking forward rather than back? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. It's especially it's a X Games too is a lot of pressure. Each year you come in, you want to outperform yourself and you, you did the year before. And for me, that ended in not competing for three years or so because I got injured before it. Yeah. So it's it's like a double bladed sword. You can you can push it too far and you can not make the actual contest and then realise that if you just showed up and got fifth, it would have been a lot better than not being there at all. Yeah. So it took me a long time to realise I think for about seven years I only rode for less than three because of surgeries and stuff. Wow. And wow. Yeah, I either finished on the podium or in an ambulance. And then I realised that if you're there every day, you still make money. So it wasn't until about 2015 that I realised that and I slowed down a lot. It just, yeah, I wish I was a lot wiser back then. So so would you say that moment for you, right, Cam, was when you had your first child? Was that when you had that pinnacle moment? Like, oh, maybe I do need to... Tame it down a bit or... Yeah, pretty much. Oh, then again, uh, after my crash, I guess, you know, I still came back and rode and still competed and that's when I got all my, you know, medals and stuff, I guess, after my crash. But I still thought about it, you know, it wasn't really myself. I didn't really care about myself. I wasn't scared to get hurt. I wasn't scared to die, you know. But after my crash, I seen what I what other people thought and what I put other people through. Mm. It was the hardest thing, you know, for me to be able to, to get up and pack my bags and go away. I couldn't do that to Brooke and my family again. So that's what slowed me down. I wasn't, I was still had no fear. I didn't really care what happened. You know, I sometimes used to think, fuck, I might not come home because I know how close I was last time. But I can't, um, with um, you know, it's just, it's not all about me. It's more about people around me. Mm. I can't do this to anymore. Then obviously, you when can't the kid, let your team down. That's right. When, so I, when, when the kids, when I had my first child, that's when I sort of really made a promise to Brooke I would, wouldn't do a double backflip again. Just take a step back down and just enjoy, enjoy the ride and just do what I, what I can, not what I want, because I do what I want. I'm going to get hurt. So it's like, just take, <laughs> you as well. take a step back, which Bill Curry should have done back in 2017. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do what he can, not what he wanted. And he probably would have been, yeah, won a lot more medals. But at yep. the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it's just life goes on, you know? Yeah. 
going back a little bit, when was the first time you guys actually signed any kind of deal together? Do you remember that what that was? And how did we start with that Honda? Powerhouse Kawasaki. Well, power they weren't a Kawasaki dealer, so it was more that, that was, was Honda. that was a handshake deal with it was Powerhouse Honda with yeah. um, Alpine Stars. And Gonski. What did, what, did that look like? what did that look like? <laughs> was that, that look was like? money? Was it gear? Yeah, or? I think it was 5k on the table <laughs> between the two of us. <laughs> you know what I meant by <laughs> gear. <laughs> Come on. Plenty of gear. <laughs> so, Mer- merchandise, is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. Monza imports. <laughs> so, yeah, between the two of us, we, yeah, we, we signed that deal with Honda and we had factory backing and... So who's the brains of the operation here? Who's the one <laughs> yeah. that actually signs away? And who's the one that say, mate, just shut up. I'll well, do Cam it. smacked his brains out a long time ago. <laughs> but, yeah. but, I don't, I don't um, really know. I think Bill Coe is obviously, he's still the, the smart one out of the out You're the, the smart one, Bill Coe? Yeah. yeah. You back yourself in? Yeah, I'll, I'll back myself on yeah. that. I, yeah. But you, but you nearly killed yourself falling through a coffee table. That's all right. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, what happened there, Bill Coe? Do you want to share that quickly? Yeah, I was doing housework in America. I fell backwards through a coffee table, literally in slow motion. Said, don't put your hand out. And did put my hand out, still sliced enough to oh. get 17 stitches and didn't cut a main artery. But at all the things I do for a living, I uh, end up in hospital from falling through a coffee table. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, it's that's not what, nice. Those stories that people don't believe. I know. So, many, how, so out of all your injuries, how many of those injuries are from doing stupid shit? And how much are from doing stupid shit, you reckon? I think uh, 80% are from stupid shit. <laughs> Baltimore, where I destroyed my ankle and had I've had seven surgeries on that ankle since. That was sort of stupid. But that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was after time. That didn't have to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, X Games ghosty. X Games ghosty. BMX, Adelaide Nitro. BMX Nitro blew my knee out. What about mini bikes? Doing the backflip in Bridget's backyard, <laughs> landing on my face. That, that one hurt my knee. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I, lo- oh, I could watch these guys yeah, do this. I know. Do I'm, the interview. I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. What about touring together? Life on the road. How old were you when you guys? Life start, on the road, David life, Bread. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys actually started. How old were you when you started actually touring around together and what did that look like? I want to I want to go behind we the scenes. We were like 21, 22. Bloody, that is so dangerous. That it is was so dangerous. dangerous. He's got telling stories. He's got the best memory. We, yeah. <laughs> this is all about him. We had a lot of bad influences on us and stuff. And Who, who, were, who were some yeah, of the influences? Oh, uh, like the original Krusty guys. But um, remember one night in separate. Brisbane, we're in a hotel and Cam and I got out the elevator and we were wrestling and fighting. And I took my shoe off and I threw it at him. And it missed him and it smashed the picture on the wall. And I'm like, shit, right, I know what to do here. I'll hide the evidence. So I took the whole picture frame down, took it back to my room and got a butter knife and used the, the hard end of it to smash all the glass into little pieces. And then I hoid it off the balcony into the construction site next door. Unfortunately, that night, a bunch of the other riders were up there throwing Red Bull cans off the 22nd balcony <laughs> at people walking down the street. And a police helicopter came and oh. shit. And You're kidding me? Yeah. And Where then, was this? It was in Brisbane. Brizzy. And then the next day, they're like, Right, we're getting security footage. Anyone that threw anything off the balcony is, you know, getting kicked off tour. But I'm thinking, shit, I threw something off the side balcony into a construction zone. Now I'm going to get busted for that. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask because it's like in other sports, say AFL or soccer or anything, like obviously if you, if you fuck up. There's no governing body in, in That's what I was about to say. Like There's you're no. saying that the yeah, crusty okay. demons, if they're your bad influences, you probably can't get into too much trouble. Like yeah, did you ever get to a point where you, you ever got told I if did. you fuck up? You I, I did. I got fired. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> go Cam, please, he, please elaborate. He got he got sent home. He got a. What did you get? A one week suspension. Yeah. So it all started because we were in Warnable for um, Krusty, and it was a like, real bad weather. It rained, got rained out, so the show got been postponed to the next day. And because we had a um, an after party booked in, we sort of had to make an appearance. Yep. So we went there and it's got sort of had to make an got appearance. Wasted, so, so we just sure went there anyway. <laughs> Bill Go can take over now. He's always no, got no, the, the final details. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, got back to the hotel. What time was this? You reckon? It was about two a.m. 
I was getting busy, and you were trying to pay me back from the night before. Because yeah, this guy sh- <laughs> shat in the pizza box and put the pizza box onto my balcony. <laughs> it was one balcony across. It was a good shot. I walk out the next day. I'm like, like a pizza box open up. Oh no! There. So I got to got to pay Bill K back. So went to the after party obviously that night, and we all had I had fucked up, fucked up hair too. Had what yeah. were you rolling you with? Had, he had a mohawk. Yeah. Mohawk, but he was a bit thin on top already, so yeah, it wasn't yeah, much of a mohawk. So anyway, so, so to get Bill Coe back, I'm like, I'm going to get the fire extinguisher off the wall. Yep. And I'm going to knock on his door when he opens it, I'm going to spray him. Yeah. Thinking, thinking it was water. Did that. <laughs> knocked on the door. Bill Coe answered the door and it was powder. I went, and because I took the fire extinguisher off the wall to set the fire alarms off. Oh, no. It was like 2 a.m. And uh, <laughs> the hotel was <laughs> packed. It was fully booked out. In Warnable of all yeah. places. Yeah. And then next minute, so the whole floor was just full of powder. And oh then fire alarms going off. After it, it went off, it was like, woo. And I went and jumped on the bed and I thought, oh, shit. And then I didn't hear any footsteps. And I opened the door about 10 seconds later and Cam was still standing there with a dumb look on his face with the fire extinguisher <laughs> in his hand. I'm like, what are you doing? Go and hide. Get the hell out of here. And then, yeah, it escalated over the next hour and the fire alarm was still going off. And <laughs> I knew not to leave my room because it was a false alarm. But there was, you know. Everyone's in the car park. Yeah, everyone was in the lobby. And then all of a sudden, it was pretty funny. The, the, trucks, the, the PA system for the hotel where the, the alarm came through. Through. They figured out if you press the intercom button, they could talk and it'd go through every speaker and it'd stop the alarm. So I was laying in my bed with a pillow over my head because I was sick of the alarm. And next thing I hear one of the other riders' voice, like, wait, wait, it stopped, it stopped. And then they figured they could speak into the microphone and it went through every speaker in the hotel. Oh and he goes, God. it was Camp Sinclair. What a fucking oh. dickhead. <laughs> and just threw him under the bus. At and this I'm... stage, everyone was in the foyer with their kids, people in their jocks, got their kids on their shoulders. <laughs> There's fire trucks out the front. As I said, it was a bit of a mess. And yeah, so I got in trouble. and got, got banned. I, got a, I actually got fired. But then I um, got my manager to write a letter in just to explain what I did, what the reason behind it was. Yeah. I was just trying to get Bill Coe back. I wasn't trying to... It was a cover up. Off. So yeah. anyway, so you let me back on the next week. <laughs> really? Yeah. What is it? A phone call? How you get the sack? What? 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 What is it? No, like, I was just like bending down on the spot. I think. Yeah. yeah. You're fired. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just, yeah. But the thing is, with our sport, it's it's we're hard to replace. So that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, you can't just go to the um yeah the B grades at the local footy club and get another player to come and step in. So that's, right. that's a good Cam point. Cam was unique to the brand and the name and a crucial part of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he did mess up, but it was all in good fun when he did it. So. Did yeah. you learn your lesson, Cam? Or yeah. How long? How long? How long before the next incident? Oh fuck! <laughs> how long you got? Been too many. <laughs> Gosh. Any? I guess that, that we're hitting the Australian kind of circuit. But what about training together overseas? You know, I know you both lived together in America for a while. What was that routine like? I guess. Yeah, you know, let's not skip over that. No, like, uh, oh well, I wasn't getting too too deep onto Friday Saturday night. But you know, in the morning, are you up training or you're sleeping in? Sort of rode most mornings, didn't you? Because of wind. Yeah, you always try and beat the heat and the wind in Southern yeah. California because, like, once it gets to ten a.m., it's already forty degrees. Yeah. So we'd always get up early, go ride, say eight nine o'clock, and ride for a couple of hours. Sometimes you'd ride twice a day. Sometimes you'd ride depends on the wind. Like basically on the wind, you'd base base everything off the wind. And then depends what you were practicing for. You know, before X Games best trick, Cam was spending all his time in the foam pit, which means you do it in the morning when or in the evening when it cools down a little bit. Because whatever degrees it is outside in the foam pit, you're plus 20 degrees. Ridiculously so, hot. Yeah. It's like 40 degrees there, so it's like, like it feels like 60. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, once you land or if you land upside down, you're wedged under the bike and you're stuck there for 45 seconds, it feels like you're in a sauna for an hour. Oh, <laughs> no snakes in those... 
foam pits count? Yeah, there's plenty of rattlesnakes. Rattles, oh, rattles, yeah? yeah. Okay, so we, we didn't just cop you, the unlucky no. day. No, you just don't think about the rattlesnakes. There's plenty of rattlesnakes in Southern California, and if you had a foam pit, you had rattlesnakes. Well, you actually made a good point, because people probably listen to this, and we hear, we talked a little bit about the shenanigans off... Well, I was going to say off-field, but that's probably not the right... Uh, well, Off-track? Off Off-track? Off yeah. is, is that right? Off-ramp. Off-set. Off-set. In those prime years, how serious... Like, how often were you training? Like how Ooh, very how, serious? Yeah, how many hours? What are you putting? Are we get <laughs> okay, very serious. We sort of were, I guess, in a way. Like you'd ride every day, and you'd do every one of your hardest tricks every day, even though they scared the shit out of you. And then for certain tricks, like Cam with his double flip, you wouldn't do that to dirt unless it was the right moment, unless it mm. was a contest. So it was a point where you you were doing everything as gnarly as you could, but you still had to keep within limits. Like he wouldn't go and double flip every single day to dirt because it's just not worth the risk. Yeah. So, but like even doing it into a foam pit is still just as scary as doing it to dirt. Like you can get just as messed up if you mess that up any day of the week. So it's kind of like you do, you train hard every day and you practice, 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 but you got to keep it within a, that you're not going to get tired or mess up or do the same trick too many times where you have a brain fight and you just, you mm. know, it can be all over in a second because one minor mess up in what we do ends up in serious consequences. So on that then, this might seem like a really silly question, but if you're not doing that, because that, that's what you're training for, right? That, that one trick. Yep. So what's your training look like then if, you, if you're not going to do that trick all the time, which mm. obviously really, really repetitive, what else do you do on the track? And yeah, we still ride freestyle. Like every day I'd go ride, look at yeah. Brian Deegan's place and would warm up on the ramps, hit ramps. Like, yeah. Yeah, you just do your normal boys. routine you and stay comfortable with your motorcycle. Like, it's yeah. when, it's not when, like, when we say train, we don't really train. We just talk shit, laugh. Okay. Just yeah. joke right. around. Yeah. And then you do some tricks and you joke around the boys again. Someone yeah. like buck up, you tease them for it. It's, just, it's, like, it's all <laughs> fun and games. It's never really like training, like, you know, like footy drills or anything like that. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> no, like, no, like no, Bill goes to the stopwatch out. And <laughs> no, no, not like that. We're also having fun and just hanging shit on each other all the time, okay. 24-7. Yeah. You definitely know if someone's got the potential to push themselves a little further, you'll push that button and say, you can do that trick. You can do that trick. I know you can do that trick. And then same things happened at the phone pit for years back in the day when we were trying to do new stuff. He's like, do that upside down. You won't do that upside down. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're doing world first stuff in contests so it, it's like a slow progression you got gently push the buttons but we never took it that serious like it was a routine or you know a strict resume but we'll be showing the beers after we ride you know yeah we we'll have beers in his fridge and we'll have a few beers after we ride we'll drive back home to the bill case house where i was we're renting a room out of and go hang out by the pool and have fun as mates. Exactly yeah. right. So you weren't, you weren't concerned about your diet, what you were eating no, or drinking? No. Or, nah. What about, did you train, were you in the gym? Were no. you, no, nah, not at all. <laughs> no, shit. Okay. No. Well, that was, that was all, it was all whatever you could do on your motorcycle to be comfortable It's all with. that mattered. It's yeah. all that mattered is okay. being one with your motorcycle and just practice on your dirt bike. And it's, yeah, it's a bit naive because, you know, you can go out there and ride and you can do things that people would just think are impossible. And it's just second nature. Like mm. you can go out and do it. Just like that, the clicky hit fingers. Yeah. I think of that now, like when I do a backflip or a 360, if someone can jump that ramp, then I know I can do a backflip off it. Yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, to the average person, they're like, holy shit, you just went that motorcycle go upside down. I'm like, yeah, it was nothing. I'm not sure if so, you know it, Bill, but these guys did their first backflip. Yeah, he said he, he took it for back. a ride. <laughs> how, how do we go? So, yeah, say it again, say it again. Uh, how do we go? Yeah. Oh, buddy, you're good as gold, mate. Uh, <laughs> good as gold, actually. <laughs> we at least listened to your instructions. Kev. So maybe explain like we, where we, we came over and what we did and whatever. And Yeah, so you guys come over we, on Nitro Circus. Anyway, I, I use this bike where I do flips with people from the crowd. 
three, four, five. Three, four, five. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I told the boys. I told you guys when we first did our first uh, little podcast together. Um, we'll get you guys out. We'll do a do a back with these boys on the bike. So did you do it once? No, not too. We thought about it, but I was like, oh, I was a bit. I was I'm a talking bit. about the backflip. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <Come on. laughs> now, now we're getting very M-rated. Yeah. Yes. No, no. So the boys came on and we uh, did it in the foam pit, and it was it was fun. But um, I think a couple of times around the rotated. Then oh. with, with your your first up, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, he yeah. was first up, so we um, yeah, D under, was first under the with a couple. And then once uh, Dos jumped on, we we're good to go. Well, I got more, I'm, got more goes in it. I got, yeah, you got yeah, more I goes. Got three, you got two, but but mate, I was just holding on. And I was dripping with sweat. Like oh, I don't yeah. know how the fuck Cam was doing. And it, like I said, that was a pretty cool day. So could you could you imagine doing that in forty degree heat can't. in Southern California? Can't actually can't. Mm, ridiculous. See, I, and I thought they were taking the piss because they said, "Oh, there's a snake in there." We said, "Oh yeah, ha ha, like hilarious." And they're like, "No, there's actually a snake in there." Oh, Roger, like, I was more yeah, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I was more scared about the fucking snake than I was the backflip. <laughs> nah, they they run away from the noise. Yeah. They're scared, they're scared of the noise and the vibration, but they're in there. But oh, we should have set that up, so we should have <laughs> shoot on a rubber snake. snake. <laughs> rubber snake. <laughs> oh, this man would have shoot himself. Be so good I, next have, time. I have to admit, though. So there was we're putting together a video for it, and we'll quickly move on from it. But we had to we had to act at the end after oh, we'd done don't, it. Don't mention this. Do you remember? We, we were so we had to do an intro after yeah, it already right. been done. Yeah, that's right. So Cam introduced it like surprising everyone, like. Boys, you got to do a backflip. We had to pretend like we didn't we know what was happening. It <laughs> it's the worst acting you've ever oh, seen. Oh, so. that, that was like that guy in New Zealand when we we're on Krusty tour. I was at Nitro, and then we used to pull volunteers from the crowd, and they'd say that oh, were people yeah. that got on the bike with Cam and did a backflip. This guy that got pulled from the crowd, and then we used our own riders as we always do. He did an interview with the newspaper the next day <laughs> oh, did he really? about yeah. how excited he was to be the volunteer that got pulled from the crowd and got to do a backflip with Cam Sinclair, even though he didn't do shit. <laughs> and, and he went to, he got his name in the paper and everything, and he was so Mate, the excited. Most well, we we met it. one of those volunteers the other day. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, we yeah. met the uh, this stunt man. But yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> one of my favourite parts of the chat we had with you cam on the podcast we did last time was of how the industry is changing and now with social media so i'm interested to hear your view on that too bilko so now with tiktok and instagram and all this content constantly, constantly going out well oh, yeah. really? Sa- saved, it saved our podcast tiktok yeah it has. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're off the shadow man too for example tiktok now people can watch it at home they're not so shocked at seeing like a double backflip less people may be likely to come and actually watch it in person. How do you feel about this industry, and especially for the next generation coming up? So the, next, the guys that are coming up in the next 10, 15, 20 years, what do you think they're going to have to do to grab attention? You pretty much hit the nail on the head. The fact that like when Cam used to double flip at a show, people would come and they'd be standing up, like 15,000 people at Rod Laver Arena would be standing up because they'd seen a highlight reel on the screen in front of them and they'd never seen it in person. They'd never seen it on their phone. They'd never seen it anywhere. And that was the moment. Like, that was it. You were witnessing something for the first time in your life. Nowadays, everyone sits on the couch and flicks their left thumb and, and they've seen everything they need to see. Mm. And they go into a show and they've already seen it. They've already witnessed it. They've already watched it 20, 30 times. It, like, killed the, the intensity of how gnarly of what you're actually doing. It just almost put a dagger straight through it because every time you go now, you're like, all right, I've seen him do it on Instagram. You know, you know what to expect, it. pretty much. Yeah. Have you seen a, a change in crowd numbers i don't know yeah it's, there's le- there's definitely a lot pe- a lot less people at action sports shows now because they feel like they've seen everything or they can see it on their phone even like like for instance like uh, the world supercross you know people wanted to go there and see kenny roxon but people were filming him the day before practicing on the track and they were like see or it's already seen it you know? <sighs> yeah. you've already seen the track you've already seen kenny roxon rider so what's the point of spending 80 bucks on a ticket when you can 
and you've seen it already. You know? Yeah. Do people you... people are let inside to like see things that they normally wouldn't have been, and now it's it's like oversaturated. Like anything you want to look up, you can cure your itch for to see whatever you want. And back in the day, like with freestyle motocross, if you wanted to see a double backflip, you have to come to the show and see Travis or Cam do it. And nowadays, fast forward ten years, it's like I can just sit on my couch and just. Hashtag double backflip and, and I've seen it all. I don't need to go to a live show. So it really was like Instagram and everything like that was a killer for, for live action sports shows definitely around the world. So it's cool and it isn't because you can use your social media to keep you know employed and, and whatnot and be popular and stuff. But if you're on the wrong edge of it, then it's, you know, mm. it's game over. So do you, what do you think? could be the factor to fix it potentially because like for example when we were at school when the crusty demons came to town everybody was talking about it at school that's all everybody spoke well, about well, i said to you earlier bilko came to my school yeah well yeah. you did say that yeah, yeah. bilko remembers that clearly which school uh, <laughs> you don't remember the little chubby fat kid uh, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was me mornington no baxter <laughs> baxter oh, yeah. yeah close bilko principal's office <laughs> But yeah, nowadays, or even for the person that's listening to this that wants to get into the industry, then like, how could you promote it to get larger crowds? It's just progression to- of the tricks, I guess. If you get Jay yeah. Archer to come and triple back with all the, the next lot of shows, that's going to be a selling point for sure. Yeah. But, but the risk is only so if, if, if he doesn't do that, then uh, it's not going to be much to sell because they've seen it keep progressing, I guess, and progressions come to a sort of hold and, until obviously Jay and Harry did what they did, but... No, they need to bring that into the, the next show. At the end of the day, we've been doing, you wouldn't say the same show, but a similar show. It's just doing that stuff on our dirt bike, you know, when 10 of us are in sync, doing backflips together yeah. and doing the same tricks together. It's still something you don't see every day. It's still not like you can flick over the TV and you're watching a football game or something. So it still has that appeal where it's it's exclusive and you still might want to go see it live. It's just hard now to keep up with the saturation of social media content that keeps it, you know, kind of exclusive because it's not on your TV every day, as I said, but it's still there. So when it comes to town, you got to entice people to, to want to come and watch it. So, all right, well then changing tact a little bit. So imagine now, wind the clock back to when you were 16, 17, 18 years old. Still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, too, we all were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not oh, Cam. Cam's been very quiet, yeah. <laughs> but so looking at that person now that's that age and they're interested – TikTok seems, or that style seems to be the only way forward for the person actually trying to get in. Like if they've got a farm like this and they can do tricks in the back, do you reckon you would have used a similar tact? Question. Uh, honestly, now it's it's almost like the sport's unreachable. And it's sad to say because there's such a huge age gap between the people that are doing what we're doing and new young kids up and coming because either one, they don't have the following or they don't have the facilities to, to do what they do. And to go out and to learn a double backflip, and you know, on your own dime, do you, what do you do? Do you buy an airbag? Do you build a foam pit? Do you yeah. are you good enough to do that in the first place? And you could like spend years doing that, and you still might not even get invited to a contest. Mm. The sport of freestyle motocross is kind of like plateaued as far as upcoming new. I mean, you can still go out there and do demos and gigs and shows and stuff, but to reach the top, it's almost at a level. I mean, you look at every person that competes now; they're in their thirties, mm. except for Jo. Mm. What, Harry's what 27 or yep. something like that it's there's just and then the Richards brothers they're mentored by Jacko so they're lucky enough to live with Jacko but other than that there's there's nobody out there that can has the facilities or, or anything like that to do what we do on motorcycles so it's like not what you know to you know yeah much. so you look at Jake Smith he's like killing it he's such a sick rider but 
Yeah, he works full time yeah, and, like and he, he does enough shows to get it, to get him by and stuff like that. But it's it's just so hard to reach that next level because there's everything's saturated with social media content of old stuff and, and there's not that many shows, there's no contests. It's it's hard to break out of that that zone. We were, that, so, like, we were so lucky that when we first started, we going from racing to freestyle, we joined. We started riding freestyle at the right time. Mm. That's when the sport was still... That's when you off. go to. Was X- it kind of unheard of then? It's when, yeah. it, was, it was like the, I guess with Krusty Demons, it was a thing to watch, the thing to be. It was. Trying and to be part you go of, to so. X Games and you wouldn't know what you're about to see. You wouldn't know anything that anyone no had no practiced in the phone pit, and every single person that dropped in was just it was you were speechless because you didn't know what was going to happen next. Now you go to X Games and you've seen him practice it a yeah. hundred times, and you've you know seen exactly him try it, and you know exactly what's going to go down, and it just kills that vibe. It's, it, it reminds me so much of. Uh, I don't know if you boys were wrestling fans growing up. No? No, I know The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> but the Royal Rumble is one of the pay-per-views, right, at yeah. the, during the year. And they always have one old wrestler that comes back. Yep. But because of social media, everyone knows before it's happened. So yeah, it's yeah, lost right. the pop. Yeah, like, right. So you, you, you might come out and do a double backflip 10 years ago. Everyone would have lost their fucking mind. Yep. But like you said, like it's been repeated that many times. I want to know – and. I don't know whose would be more uh, impressive, right? So when that first paycheck came in, right? Mm-hmm. What's the what's the silliest thing you bought, or what what what's what's something that you just went out there and got? Oh, I got to get this thing. Like, or do you know something that he's bought, and do you know something that Bilko's bought? Well, I guess when I double flipped, I went. Um, I was driving a high, still driving my highest band. <laughs> yeah, baby. So um, the first thing I went and bought was a, was a new Ford Territory. <laughs> yeah, I dropped forty k on Great, a I've got one seven too. series Beamer, but it was in America, so it was cheap. <laughs> Drive it till the wheels fell off it. No, well that's it. That's. Oh, I, was, I thought you. I thought you'd have something. No, more. we didn't really buy anything silly. Was Bill Coast obviously back by his parents. They're the smart people with their money, and I guess. <laughs> yeah, my mum steals all my money lot, off me. I got a lot of advice from people, and yeah, yeah they said that don't waste your money. So I never did. You know, yeah. I, bought, I bought a house and yeah, invested and bought a car and yeah. Did you splash the cash at all? Like even just going out and nights out? Did you oh, buy yeah, the booth? Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> no, but then again, we didn't have to buy anything because it was uh, most of the time it was free. But yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I always made smart decisions with my money. When I first moved to America, I moved into a townhouse, condo, instead of buying a house. Yep. Turns out they, everything crashed two years later and I got a house for half price. So right. it was the best thing that ever happened. But it was staying grounded, saying that I didn't need some big mansion to live in or yeah. some, some special place. It was just needed somewhere just to be based over there. And then fast forward two years, you get to go shopping for half price. Yeah. yeah. So, Cam, watching Pilko from afar, right? Now he's living over in the states. Yeah, he's living in it, like pretty close to LA, pretty close. That's where all the business happens. Yep. Have you ever seen him? Is he getting ahead of himself at all at any point? <laughs> is he? Do, do you think he's? Is there? Is he hanging out with certain people that you go, "Geez, Bill Co." Like he's. Has California brainwashed him? Yeah, I, I had <laughs> essentially that. Has California brainwashed him? No, no, not really. No, like I said, he's still Aussie bloke. You know, he's one. He's probably one of. The, of the only Aussies that I know have gone to America and he's been there for 10 years, pretty solid, you know, and, and he's still got a 16. Aussie accent. Wow, really? Yeah. 16 years, he still speaks like a true, true yeah, there's Aussie. No, there's no yeah. American in that you, 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 see, yeah, you no. see people go there for three months, they come back and like, hey, what up? Disney World was the best. Yeah. <laughs> you can't lose it. That's, that's, that's a secret. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. Uh, Bill goes, he's, uh, he's a true Aussie. Like, you know, he, the, you can't take backs away from him. Yeah, you, you got to say trash can instead of rubbish bin, but at the end of the day, or gas station. Well, I was the same. When I was over there, I was living there, I was like, you go through Starbucks, you got to you have to put an American accent to understand. Yeah. 
Otherwise, coffee's ever. You know, what, yeah. What did you say? Yeah. Coffee's ever. Huh? Ice coffee I for could, bike. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's the capskin? What? Yeah, yeah that yeah, was Bell my peppers. struggle. Yeah. Bell peppers. Yeah, that was my struggle. Subways. Do you want to get into some of the questions from the fans? Yeah, let's do that. Why yeah, not? Let's bring Only the fans. fans. Into let's it. get the fans involved. So, <laughs> fans of both of ours, maybe. Yeah. I think they're your fans. But um, no, they're definitely your fans who've uh, who've reached out. So there's a few good ones and a good friend of both of you guys. Yeah, yeah we'll start with that one. So that's probably gonna that was gonna lead to my next question anyway. So Jack Simpson, good friend of the show. What episode was Simo? Oh, Seventy something. I what? went to school with Simo. He was I a rat did. bag. Uh, what episode is this gonna be? Sorry. One eighteen. One eighteen. Mm. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on that number? Actually, mine was that. Well, well, ninety nine. Oh. <laughs> what? 99. What was it? Ninety nine. Was oh, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Episode ninety nine. Oh. <laughs> well, this was Jack. Uh, this was Timo's question. So, who partied the hardest in the heyday? Uh, I win. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he was always that. I had ADD. He, he, he was, so he was, was like he, he was that little bit better than everything, like, than everything at me. You know, yeah. like bikes, shows. Maybe the puss. <laughs> nah, <laughs> <not really. laughs> no, he's definitely overtaken me there. Was I was pretty much I had a, I, was, I had a girlfriend throughout all my whole touring life. You know, yeah. I mean, he was just. Well, I was going to ask. So, how long did it take you to to settle down, Bilko? Because Cam was quite early. Yeah, Cam was quite early, and it still made me jealous because every time we'd go out, the chicks would still want to. Really? Yeah. <laughs> did you wingman Bilko? Like, what was he, he like tried, as a wingman? He, he tried as hard I as tried. he could, but like, no, I can't. He just I can't. Had that what about Bilko? Like, yeah. <laughs> He just had that irresistible charm. Yeah. He just, he, He's got a good smile. Yeah, yeah, no matter how much he tried to deflect it off to me, the little <laughs> premature voice little kid in the corner, it just didn't work. You still would have done all right, Bilko. Yeah, I did pretty good. <laughs> I, I did a lot better than if what's I did. Your, what's your wife's name? <laughs> oh, Hayley. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, you got to say you've done all right. Yeah, yeah. I've done pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah I'm, I'm batting above me average. Good. Do you want to give us a bit of a love story? How would you meet Hayley? Uh, well, yep, pretty much standard. She worked for Monster and uh, I went in there and – as Dennis the Menace and um, introduce myself yeah. and next thing you know, here we are. Wow. I'd say happily married, but we never got a wedding because of COVID. So thanks COVID, yeah, but we'll get there well. one day. Oh, this this is a ripper actually. I think he, might, he clearly probably follows both of you boys. So Blake Bandy 19 his username is. He asks, who flipped first? Oh, I got it. That was me. Really? On, on a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So f- what is, what is, that's a really brief BMX. kind of question, but uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, BMX or dirt bike? From the start. From the start. I well, think who? you flipped the dirt, uh, BMX into water first. And a uh, 50? Yeah. Dirt? I don't know about the 50 to dirt. But then know. when you went to flip a big bike, yeah, you pushed okay. out yeah. and I jumped on your bike and did it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a classic. Oh. Yeah, I, had re- I hadn't ridden for six months. I broke both my wrists at a Supercross. Cam said he wanted to go flip. So I just threw my mini bike in the van and my boots because I don't ride mini bike in boots. So, but I threw them in anyway. And then Cam was trying to sack it, sack it up to do a flip, and he wouldn't. So I'm like, "Give me your bike." With broken, with two broken arms. Well, no, that was six months ago. Healed. But I yeah. hadn't, I hadn't touched a big bike since. My yeah. bike was still sitting in the garage. And then, um, did you on the rotate your first one? Or did you float her? No, I was in second gear, and I just it kind of bogged, so I just chucked it. <laughs> yeah. And then you said use first, and then so I turned around, flipped it, did four in a row, and then he jumped back on his bike, and then he did it. Oh, mate. Well, I love the fact that we do it. Same day. Same day. Same day. How good is it having best mates on the on the show? It's great. It, it is good. Each other on the back. It was a good celebration, that whole drive home. How long ago was that? 2004. Yeah, right. Yeah, shit. Yeah. When it was Changers 18th that yeah, night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Not made out with a hot blonde chick. It was the best Yo, t- Tell us life. more about that. <laughs> yeah. Bilko got his first route. <laughs> was, was, was it? Back was it? Was it actually? Could have been. No. Yeah. We got, we got excited then. All right. Well, we got uh, Braden underscore 98. So thanks, Braden, for writing in. He asks, best tour moment from Krusty or Nitro? 
shit. Probably crusty because yeah. there was way more loose moments in crusty than there was nitro. But different, different for me. Like my best moment would have been nitro. Obviously, I think double flipping in uh, Rod Laver was pretty cool. My family and friends just after my crash and doing a side by side with Travis in Vegas is pretty fucking cool too. Yeah, where was it in Vegas? MGM Grand. MGM Grand. At the MGM Grand Did as well. Can you tell you the story about uh, No, the, come on. The, all right, so Cam had a bit of a toothache. So <laughs> over there instead <laughs> of... Um, toothache, yeah. Instead of Panadol, they have a thing called Tylenol. And um, he went to the chemist <laughs> and he bought Tylenol PM. And it's the one you take that makes you drowsy. Oh, so you can oh, sleep. No. But he didn't know. Oh, no, mate. And he's got a toothache and he's taking these Tylenols all day. And he's just so... Just, oh, I'm so tired. What's wrong? <laughs> And I'm like, what are you what are you taking? He's like, oh, I've got these Tillanod PMs. I'm like, what the fuck do you think the PM means? It's because it's got sleep stuff in it. I thought I was stronger or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're taking sleeping pills. Yeah, so he was yeah, basically yeah, taking over the counter panadol sleeping tablets to cure his toothache two days before he had to double backflip next to Travis. Uh, I, I had a root canal that morning. Yeah. Did you really? really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And how was Vegas after that? How was the night? That's oh, MGM. Vegas sucks. Really? Yeah, I agree. I've been there twice. Depends. Too like Bill goes, spent shitload of time. Yeah, I'm the same. Like you spend a couple of days and you get over it, but depends what what you're there for. If you're there for the group of mates, it's fucking awesome. It yeah. isn't what it used it's to be. It's overrated, though. isn't it? It's overrated yeah. now. It's, it's honestly it's turned to shit. Now you'll sit at a table and you'll be trying to flag down someone to bring you a drink. Where 10, 15 years ago there would have been drinks just coming up. Like the whole thing. I was there probably three years ago and I went to use Apple Pay at something. And the hotel's like, we don't have that. I'm what? Like, You're like a tourist destination, the biggest tourist destination in the world, and you haven't updated your facilities to have Apple Pay. Or, Fuck. Like, you want people to spend money? Yeah. yeah. Like, let them spend money with their phone. Like, oh. if you don't have your wallet, just cha-ching, cha-ching. So what was your, your favourite moment, though, on tour? I answered mine. Yeah. That's, what's your, oh, what was your favourite moment? Favourite moment. Crusty or... Nitro. Probably crusty 07 doing rule flips. Yeah, yeah. So what 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 so what happened in 07? What well, was so good about it? It was it was great until it wasn't because I got up. too I got too <laughs> overconfident. So I pretty much ruled the sport for about six weeks and then I destroyed my ankle and got a permanent pimp limp from it. So <laughs> every show, every night was just pushing it bigger and bigger and doing tricks that people weren't doing. And then yeah, went to America, first contest, and yeah, shattered my ankle to pieces. And yeah. Ended up, yeah. That, that tour in 07 was sick. I was doing the rule flip for the first time. No one else was doing it. it was is that sick. the – that's not the cliffhanger, is it? No, no. Just, I yeah, did can that you as well. It as well. But this is like a, you do a handstand but upside down, I guess. Yeah, okay. Looks like you're doing a bench press with a bike above you. There'll be a photo around here somewhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it up. <laughs> yeah, we'll find it. But yeah, That it was, was a pretty cool trick there. It was that. It had never been done before and then I just got overconfident with it and then, you know, a couple of months later at a contest, took it too far and next thing you know, I'm in a hospital in Baltimore getting kicked out because there's people who have been shot and stabbed and they needed the emergency room for mm. them. God bless America. That happened to me in Fresno. Yeah. In where? Fresno. Like, yeah, I couldn't come to get him from the hospital because it was locked where, up. Where's Fresno? Is that in Europe somewhere? No, nah, California. Oh, is it? Four yeah. hours north of LA on the way to Yosemite. I broke my tip and fib and, um, and I was in hospital and they had to wait in the ambulance because the hospital was on lockdown because there was a, um, a, football, a local football match and it was like a, a shootout and people getting shot. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. shit. So I got in there, but they couldn't do surgery on me, so Bill had to come pick me up and take me to like another it's hospital. It's a broken leg. Yeah, I, I got a rental car and then I ripped the headrest out and folded the front seat down and, <laughs> went, to Walmart, and went to Walmart and bought four pillows <laughs> and he sat in the back seat with his legs stretched out like he was on a stretcher. That's the best, mate. Yeah, and I drove him back to LA. Went, drove... went to, went to a hospital. I went to a, uh, see a surgeon there, but because it was a compound fracture, my bone was out of the skin for too long. They 
they couldn't do surgery on it for yeah oh. once your bone pops out the skin if they don't clean it and clean the infection straight away they won't operate so so what f- you're sitting in the back seat You've got bone popping out of your skin. It, no, it, went, it went out and back Oh, okay. In. All right. But I was going to say, are you but, screaming? Are you yelling? Or have you got done, the tunes on? They, they <laughs> should have done surgery straight away on it but because yeah. they couldn't because yeah. there's all these people getting shot. <laughs> yeah, once, of course. Once, yeah, but once it's gone out and back in, it's picked up infection and bacteria. Yep. So if they don't operate within six hours, they need to wait 10 days to make okay. sure it's not infected. Yeah. So, yeah, he ended up getting put on a plane. Oh, I flew back, back to Australia. I was going to say, it's the one place in the world you don't want to go to hospital for. Yeah, like, that, was, that was a mission though. Fresno to LA to LA to Melbourne, then <laughs> wait for the infection. Yeah, to you clear were trying then... to tell, tell the doctor, just put a rod in it, I'll be fine. I'm like, Cam, <laughs> you're not a doctor, mate. <laughs> All right, this is a good one. Blake Bandy again. Who was the faster racer? Cam, easy. He yeah, was way faster. That's one thing I was better at Bill Coat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so did you start racing together? Before freestyle no. race, I, I started racing when I was like four. Yeah, so I knew you raced. I didn't life. start racing until I was twelve, but okay. I came from a BMX background, so I'd show up at the track and I was like triple digit C grade. But then there'd be some section where there'd be some big jumps, and all of a sudden this C grade dude with his visor and jersey that doesn't match his <laughs> pants is just airing out this section or whatever and passing like four people at a time, and then get to the corner and just. Totally blow it. Yeah. So, yeah, it took me a while to catch up and transfer my BMX skills over to a dirt bike, but Cam was always, you know, 10 steps ahead with that. As his old man would say, he could ride a horse and cart around. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he definitely had the skill. He was a better supercross rider, you know, better timing and everything like that. So, but I used that. I looked up to him and I used that to, to try and, you know, make myself a better rider. You don't always want to be faster, do you, Dust? No. That's what uh, she said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know what you're referring to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> Off air. <laughs> At dinner. We've got one more question. I'm, oh, I hate, I think you've done it purposely. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with summer underscore. 69. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. So they know who they are. So thank you for writing in. So. Good question. How did you get to where you are today? Obviously, it's very open-ended, but what, what would you put it down to? Um, Give us some life advice. Yeah. Being the class clown that was willing to do something for the entertainment of others, mm-hmm. and that's turned into a job. Wow. Like I always, as my old man said, the organ grinder's monkey box. When you grind the grind the, the music plays and the monkey dances. <laughs> so whenever there's been a crowd or someone that there's someone that needs something needs to be done stupid to impress them, I'd always step up and do that. And it just turned out that having to be on a dirt bike. What about you, Cam? For me, it's like, I guess that's hard to answer, but for me, I was just like taking day by day and I never really had, I had a, had a dream, you know, I set some goals, but. Up until he like, was a really promising up and coming racer. So, in I, was, his day. so, so he, I was like, I always had to pinch myself. I think I'm on tour now, Crusty, and now I'm on. And I just never thought where I was going, you know, but just, yeah. just, just followed my own path. And before I knew it, I was um, achieved a lot and I had a great time, you know. But it's just, yeah, it's hard to answer. I just sort of just took it day by day and just set a goal and just yeah. chased that goal and chased yeah. the dream. And, and, and made it And the tracks have steered a little bit different Throughout the years Obviously with social media and everything Like yeah. social media didn't come along You know live action sports shows Would still be so insane That mm. you know people would be lined up For three four nights in a row at Rod Laver But now as we talked about before That people have seen everything before on social media It's it's killed that vibe of seeing it for the in person For the first time But you know, we're still doing what we're doing and it's still there because there's not that many people that do it. Well, that's really why we started our podcast. Not to get too serious for a moment, but 
we started that to encourage people to chase their passion, chase what they actually believe in, what their dreams are, even if it's not the normal way. And for Doss and I, and you won't mind us saying it's like, as this has grown and we can't believe we're sitting here with you two now, I'm not trying to kiss your ass, but for <laughs> us, it's a big deal. Like yeah. it, it sounds is. stupid. We were sitting in the other day we on the computers and then you rang Cam yeah. and yeah. it was Monday. And before Doss answered, he just, I held up the phone and your name was there and he just smiled and he just said, you have to, like, how cool is this? Like we didn't know you a few yeah. months ago. Now we get to hang out with you and, and we've done, like we did that filming the other day yeah. and now we're sitting with you, Bill Go too. It's like, we're doing what we love and this is why we start. We, we're right. encouraging others, whatever that may be. And we cop it too. Like at Fucking the same hope, time, yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, I was always the negative people. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you guys got a lot of it. The but number one rule of social media is don't read your own comments. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. We've, we've had to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But you know, sometimes it's, uh, when you do read those, I, I, I as much as like, I agree with the bill code, I also think I'm like, you read those and you go. Oh, it definitely brings up, it, it brings, it sparks something, but you just yeah. look at it and you just. You just keep flicking. Yeah. The second you get in, like, start thinking about that, thinking about your value on social media as far as actual real life, yeah. that's when you get yourself into trouble. Probably finishing up now, and this is – I don't want to get too soppy, but what is one thing that you admire most about each other? So maybe, Cam, you go first about Bilko. What's one thing you admire most about the man? <laughs> oh, that's hard to put in words, I Because <laughs> – like we've done everything together from day one, like from everything, you know, from from like the mini bike days, for every fun thing I've done in my life, Bill Coe's pretty much been there, you know. So it's mm. and we've just we work well together. Like we've been great teammates, we've been best mates, and we're we've worst mates. We've yeah, been, we hate each other. Yeah, yeah. We haven't really had a punch on yet. Yeah, you throw, he's thrown a few things at me, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, We've never yeah, really no. smacked on like you and your brother. Have. No, no yeah. I was thinking that. I was just yeah, yeah. Me of the right there, <laughs> yeah. What out here? Oh, after, no. after he touched you up, he booted you up the ass. We'll, we'll, play, we'll, we'll, we'll play fighting, and I was like, I just went mad, and I started swinging, and Mick yeah. cracked the shits that I was swinging so hard. Then it went on. Then he got me punched in the head. I got a big concussed. I dropped to the ground. And he started kicking me. <laughs> People had to run out and yeah. break it anyway. I'm yeah. like, stop, stop. How old would have you been then? <laughs> oh, he was probably 25, 26. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. like, I was about to you, you got him good. He's half concussed on the floor. You don't need to kick him while he's down. It wasn't oh. far after Mumba Drew crashed too. Yeah. <laughs> Brain damage anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we haven't really had punch-ons like that. But, no, me and Bilko, I know we just, we just got along from day one and yeah. we've achieved so much and we've got so many stories. Like I said, I wish my memory was as good as his. Mm. But that would be awesome to write a fucking book or even yeah. have another documentary about us. But... You could have a cool little story out of it. Yeah, for sure. And mine, mine would be just everything I did, Cam had my back. And whether it was I was not confident enough to do it or whether I wasn't, he was always do there. Do it, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, he'd either, he'd either say that or he'd, he'd support me in a way that like gave me the confidence to go through with it. And then just just through everything with him and Brooke and his crash and, and stuff, he just – he always had time for me. So mm. it was it – was, yeah, I just – I don't know. That's a bit of a soppy one. No, 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 I love, I love yeah, it. I said that when asking that question. Yeah, we, we, it, it was good because, I mean, I always knew that, as, as I said, when he had his crash, I was so naive to the fact that oh, it's my best friend. He's not going anywhere. You yeah. know, like he's not going to die. I mean, travel, gonna... just traveled so, so much traveling together, you know, so many airports, so many fucking customs, so many airplane rides and yeah, all over the world. Yeah. Rebel X fighters to Krusty to Nitro. It's amazing that a lot of the places we've been and, a lot of customs and this, you know, a lot of red square and yeah, dodgy shit, yeah. and shit, and it's all the in betweens. Yeah. So yeah. it's exactly like right. it's the it's the bit when you're sitting at the airport, it's fucking freezing cold, you've run out of jocks, you're flying to 
so and so, and yet, and there's no food, there's no food outlets open, and you're sitting there on the floor, but you're together. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Sing it. Or oh, what about when we went to Tahiti for our first demo that's in right. like 2001? Oh, this one. dude booked a flight. Actually, it, it was four flights <laughs> to get to Tahiti. He was he was at this um the Supercross. See him, him out the front. Oh shit! Yeah. I would have bashed him. If I <laughs> <laughs> he had us booked on a flight to Auckland and with an overnight stay, and the airport doesn't stay overnight. So we oh, went to the no. we went to Melbourne Airport to check in, and we went from Melbourne to Auckland, Auckland to Rarotongai oh, to somewhere to Tahiti for like this eight hundred dollar fare that took us thirty six hours. Wasn't when I hurt my ankle and I couldn't jump. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did jump, but I was yeah, Cam sore. jumped off a wall at the beach and bruised his heel and <laughs> oh. couldn't actually ride, but he did ride. But yeah, the flight that was booked was not direct at all, and we had no idea at the time, and we ended up spending. That was, a, that was like at the start of our. That, of, that was our first demo to yeah. get paid to go away. I think Tahiti two thousand and two, mm. and yeah, Tahiti. Was, that's how you build mateship, really, isn't it? Yeah. Indonesia. Yeah. And I crashed and rode the bike off. Oh, yeah, and he jumped yours. on my bike. And he, <laughs> he, yeah, he jumped on my bike and he smashed that. I love it. Uh, well, I think we might also call this podcast, Cam just said it before, Do It Your Pussy. That could be the title. We'll share with them what we struggle with the most. Oh, yeah. Well, naming the podcast every week, it, like it takes us uh, hours upon hours. Well, we don't have big names like these two every week. Yeah, where we, we can just write just... Cam Sinclair and Bilko Williams. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> offended of you, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I was going to ask just as kind of a final question for me. So, Cam, you've got obviously the business going. That's kind of your, you know, as you do come to retirement, your yeah. sort of your path forward. What about you, Bilko? Let's say in ten years' time, and you're sitting at the back of the tavern, and you're having a chat, and <laughs> still betting on the doggies, still betting on the doggies. Do you think you'll be back here in Australia? Do you think you'll be in America? I what do you think you'll I be doing? Definitely want to settle in Australia. Yeah, I mean, I've spent enough time in Southern California to last a lifetime. You know, I value my mateship too much here in Oz to to stay there full time. Eventually, I'll I'll come home. It's just for now, the paychecks and the shows and everything that I do in my business is in California. So, mm. especially with COVID, COVID was like a huge separation. Before COVID, yeah. I could spend enough time in Australia and be here for a few months of the year. And then when COVID kicked in and Melbourne became a prison, I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, smart man. So yeah, <laughs> I was I was like I had that opportunity. I was lucky enough, but it was still two almost two years that I was stuck in California and couldn't come home. But eventually, you know, when when freestyle's finished and everything's done, I'll definitely be coming back to Australia. Yeah, but, nice. Well, boys, I just want to say thanks to both Thank of you. you. No, so it's, it's been good fun. I think I want to reiterate what Dee said before. Like for us sitting down with two legends like yourselves, it's it's not just a little thing. So we just want to acknowledge yeah. you boys for coming on and, and having us, Bilko. Thank you. And yeah, we no, got you. We got you while you're here, which was cool. And yeah. Cam, yeah. you organised it, so no thank you so. And thanks for not it. killing us the other day as well. No, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> come close. He broke the gate though. So how are we going to fix that? Oh, he broke the gate. I don't know. Which gate? I don't know. I like that. Oh, the gate. Yeah. I'm just blaming on you. We'll get on the tools, dice. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's our forte. (laughs) No, thank you, boys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for having us. D, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And of course, you have your chance to get a shout out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, D? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.